developing your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Well, you know something? I don't think it is about the dinosaurs right now. I think it's about the creeps from the deep so far. This movie I'm currently watching is called Tentacles, and it's not Jaws, but it's damn close. You know, it kind of reminds me of Orca, too. That was a damn good movie. I mean, <laughs> hey, you kill a killer whale's mate, and then all of a sudden you spray its calf off the dock of the ship, and you know damn well that the bull orca is watching. You're just asking for trouble. I mean, it's kind of the same way with uh, anything messing with King Kong's Island. You know what I'm saying? If you don't want him to wreck New York and tear it a new one, which sometimes, depending on the movie, it already is there. Don't ever take the ape off the island, you know? It's just very, very interesting. Uh, but anyway, it is the season for monsters, so let's go ahead and get this puppy started. Welcome to the J-Man Show here on... Again? Okay, fine. J360 Radio. to the J-Man Show for episode 272. I'm your host, J-Man, of course, and it is still Monster Fest 2022! Oh, come on. That's not no electricity right there. Be about it. Once again, I say, it is still Monster Fest 2022! Very subdued lightning in this room. Anyway, I'm just kidding. How are you all doing tonight? I hope you're all doing well. I know we are near the 11th hour and all that jazz, but it just couldn't wait. It's time to go ahead and really get into it. Damn, look at the size of them tentacles. Man, I haven't seen anything that huge since, what, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea? Which was a damn good film. You know, and a great book, and a great book for those of you bookworms out there that won't hesitate to let me know that there's a book about this stuff. I already know. Jeez. Ah, man. Before we get into tonight's presentation, I do want to make an announcement that, yes, Jams 54 has been announced. And, indeed, all bets are off and everything is open. So, you go ahead and you work on getting those submissions in by next Thursday. And I'm going to extend the deadline to at least 10 o'clock p.m. Eastern. Okay? To give you guys all a fair shake, and plus it is Monster Fest, let's go on ahead and be generous about this. And if you aren't getting your tracks in by that time... I know damn well that at this point you are just functionally disabled, okay? Let's just say that. 
You know, it's time to be lenient because you know, like there are people out there that look, you know, look do special. Like when when it, when it's an eclipse and all that kind of stuff, where everybody is supposed to be wearing like blinders to look at things. You know, they're the ones that are looking at it directly with their eyes all open, right? Like you know, uh, Bird Box and all that jazz. It's like, come on, damn it, <laughs> like for real. I mean, it's just as crazy because you see, the thing is, whenever I showcase like the art for any jams episode. That is pretty much a call to action that nobody's set in stone to be on 54 yet, except for Space Force. And even then, that's because his tracks came late for 53. 53 was stacked. I'm just saying. So it's still pretty open for anybody to be on 54 right now. So that that's kind of the thing. All I say is, is just don't be lazy and don't be waiting until like the 11th hour to do things. Even though I'm doing this right now because I had something prepared for you all, but... Yeah, uh, right now, not a, not a good showing because, see, like, on Twitter, it's great because everybody has an idea about it, but now everybody thought I did a selection for them, and I'm like, this is the third season. Jams has never worked like that. How to, no, 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 damn it, it's the wrong depot. That's not how it works. That is a sign that, guess what, it's open and it's coming next Friday. This is a sign for you to get your ass in gear because I got mining gear to let you know that. Oh my god! Uh, you know, let me let me talk about you know progression regression right quick. This isn't a standard J Man episode because I don't have time to tell the world why it sucks. But let me just go on ahead and just say like let, let, let's let's retrain for a minute, okay? Season one, I can understand because I'm just getting started. They gave me teaser tracks in the beginning because they didn't see where I was going. But by the time you think like episode nine or ten came around, people got a good idea of it, especially like when episode eight, nine, and ten were the start of the Monster Fest based episodes. So people had an idea that Jams was good and had an idea of how to submit to Jams, and a lot of people had fun with it. Second season, on the other hand, it's all about maintaining. It's all about cultivating. It's all about keeping things stable so that we could go ahead and get to that next level where newer people came in they didn't know about it so i taught them about it and by doing that sort of thing they have to maintain as much as i have to maintain which is why we had a second season in the first place and the stuff don't stop till we get to jamiversary so you figure that first jamiversary gets second jamiversary even better and then by the time we get to season three, people that have been around here should already know better and should be going ahead and submitting their tracks regardless what. Not getting lazy or at least pointing me in the right direction with things or just saying like, hey, here we go on this whole thing. Not try to bog down or make anything complicated or weird. But you see, the problem is because either A, everybody's on a multiverse kick and have met a variant of me or have not met the real me or whatever, or I'm meeting their variants or whatever. Whatever. Now things are more complicated, convoluted, tiresome, and absolutely friggin' pretentious and boring, just like the MCU multiverse saga right now. Too imploded in itself to the point where it's like, guess what? We need to stop the train here and really lighten the load and streamline the operation because there's too much communication going on and it's a lot of wrong and it's in turn, it's it's not just communication in general, it's its bastard cousin miscommunication, which is always the sauce on any sort of entree in the world of digital space now. One way or another, it's to the point where it just makes people seem more and more mentally handicapped than need be. And it is a very dangerous look. Not too long ago, I just had to confront somebody on a whole issue about, like, 
They sent me a message saying, what happens if it's too big for an email? I was like, how the hell do you think that this is funny? This is stupid. This isn't even stupid funny. This this is like, you know, borderline. Like, like what the hell is this, you know? Two years of lockdown has led to this, I guess, or no. It's been there, and it's just amplified now. Maybe that's what it is. But I just got to say, if it's too big for an email, you all know to use a drive folder, right? Like, that, that that's not, it's not this hard, okay? One way or another, the stuff has been more easier. It's not, it's not anywhere near as hard as, say, like, you know, calculus or, like, you know, 8th level Mario Brothers or, like, any of these final bosses of games that you stop playing because they're just too hard. You know, it's not like I'm telling you to play Onimusha Dawn of Dreams and do a speed run about it. I'm sure there's some jackass that has, but needless to say, I'm not that kind of a person to tell you to do that. I'm not asking you to cut off your arm and leg, even though that's the right season for it, to put your tracks on jams. When you see any of that art, that is a sign that there is an episode coming, and are you man enough or woman enough or, you know, unidentified enough to go ahead and be about this. Because if you don't have the stones for it, I can understand. I've, I've thrown many people out because at the end of the day, they have found a way to become very insufferable because of their attitudes. And needless to say, you think mine is bad, I'm just running a show here. You see what I'm saying? And plus, you have not seen my bad attitude. I don't care how the J-Man show has been on the air. You have not seen me really, really, really <laughs> at that level. And you're not going to, because guess what? You don't deserve that. It just don't make a sense. So, but like, once again, let's just go ahead and do it for emphasis. Jams does not work that way. Get it in gear, submit your two tracks, either via email, or really just let me know about it in a DM or something. The rules are right there in front of you. Okay? Simple as that. There's plenty of room. Don't do this. Okay? Just because your name has been listed right there, it's an idea that, guess what? You need to know about it. You have not been selected yet. All right? Now that we got that out of the way, and now I'm not as much of an a-hole as I usually am, let's go on ahead and get back into what this show is about exactly. Because it is still Monster Fest, and at the same time, I'm just letting you guys know that because miscommunication is a very big poison in our society, along with a whole lot of things that have gone on. Did you know that people's attention spans have been significantly reduced by all the crap that goes on? And then you notice that people are always like, hey, I'm going to go touch some grass. I'm going to go ahead and leave. Let me just tell you something, all right? Did people give a damn when you were posting all that other crazy stuff that you were posting? What the hell make you think they give a damn whether you come or go? If you gotta leave, leave. It's just as simple. It's like, you know what? For now, I'm not gonna announce when I'm going anywhere. Because obviously, if I wasn't any sort of resource to you, you really wouldn't give a damn. You know what I mean? So if I gotta go, I'm gonna go. You know, it's just simple as that. I, I think, once again, the inflated egos of things around here. But like I said, we'll dive into it because there's a real horror about that. People have really, really sold their souls to when it comes to, like, this this net-based stuff. And I'm not saying that the net stuff isn't real. That's another damn thing, the disassociative of it all, where people are like, you know, they're just my net friends. They're not, they're not real. They're... 
that is stupid in itself because that's just as bad as saying you're not responsible for your social media page. Dare I say it, but all that stuff, including this second life crap, is an extension of you, you pretentious asshat. One way or another, it is a part of you. Unless somebody else is composing this stuff or unless that AI that everybody's so afraid of nowadays is going ahead and writing this stuff out, it is still an extension of you. J360 Productions might not be all of me, but is an extension of me. And you know what? Considering the bills I pay, it might as well be me, damn it. So, like, let, let's just be perfectly honest here. It's all about not taking responsibility of things. But you know what? When that time comes where you need to be responsible, can you handle it? Can you handle the bad times as well as the good times? Can you handle the attention? You know, the growth. You probably can't, which is why, like, you know, at the end of the day, we try to be like, we're going to disassociate ourselves. Mm-hmm. The coping is strong, but it's really, really weak sauce when you think about it. You're still involved in one way or another. I just think I, I just think it's amazing when people do that stuff. And I have to remind you of that. Because have you ever seen that movie Surrogates? Simple as that, right? And and it's funny because like, you know, you see everybody's insecurities are all amplified. Remember when I told you that more or less that social media is pretty much an amp connected to you and you are the instrument that keeps it running? You see what I'm saying? If everybody would quit Twitter right now and all that stuff. Or anybody would quit Facebook or any of these sites. Yeah, you get all your privacy back. But at the same time, are you willing to make the cost of leaving all that following behind? And leaving all of that pretentious crap that you throw out there behind? Are you willing to do that? Everybody has a price. I mean, think about it sometimes. That's another scary thing. Mm Mm-hmm. And then somebody judging your existence. Isn't that amazing? How, like, social media has been given power to judge your existence. If you don't have a digital footprint, you don't exist, right? There are people out there who do not have social media because they see it for what it is, and it's not good to them, and they're not sold on the principle. They don't want to be in no narcissism like that. But you think about it from time to time. How much are we giving it, and how much of it is being used against us to empower an algorithm to go ahead and dictate whether people see our work or not. And at the same time, somebody comes in there, tries to harvest your work, and try to sell it for the highest bidder without you knowing about it. Think about it. That's some scary stuff, isn't it? See? At the end of the day, you ain't got to worry about horror movies and folklore and all that kind of stuff. You living in it. You living in a damn horror movie. You living in like all sorts of horror stories and all that kind of stuff. And keep in mind this, when everybody's out there all finger pointing and going about their microaggressions and all sorts of other little petty crap going down, because you know, like I say before, anybody can point out a problem, but when it comes to an actual solution, that takes equal effort to whatever that problem was. And the thing about it is people don't want to be responsible or put in the efforts for that stuff, so they want to be a moral and apathetic. And even then, that's the easiest thing to do. Being cynical is so damn easy. It's like it's a full-time job to be a decent person. Hell, it's a full-time job to even be yourself when you really think about it. Because, you know, like... Now, I'm going to use this as reference. Like, for a long time before I met my current girl, the thing is, is that I hated a lot of people. I didn't want to deal with this. I didn't want no relationship and stuff like that for a while. I didn't want none of this crap. And the truth is, is because, like, it's not fun. It's not engaging. It's not entertaining. 
And then, like, all of the other dangers that surround it. Now, you're going to take risk on everything. Like, that job that you want or that job that you're doing or, like, building your own business and stuff, that is risk. And the thing is, like, once again, it's all about control, right? And then there's moments where, like, things are out of your control. Things are, like, you know, you still got to step up and be responsible for things. So I said to hell with that and I was going to go for it, right? But little did you realize, like, all the shade that I can throw and everything, it's really easy to do. It's reflex nature at this point, but it's like, you know, it was really easy to do. 20 year of me didn't really give a damn about anybody except for potential growth of the Chan and all that kind of stuff. And then when it really got to the point where like, you know, sometimes when you're misanthropic, you're going to want companionship. And the thing about wanting companionship, you're going to want companionship from anything. Because you're not really, you know what I mean? Like, what it is is that if you want something so much, you'll do just anything to get it. And the problem is, is that sometimes you can either be aggroed, you could either be treated positively about it, or you could get aggroed negatively about it. And you see, because of all the other feminist crap that floats around here, or everybody's already a suspect about something, everybody's guilty by association or guilty until proven innocent, and even then you come out bittersweet in the end, a lot of that kind of stuff helped generate me into being exactly what I needed to be and became more of a nightmare within myself. Granted, I've changed a lot before I met my current girl, but the thing about it is, it's like, you know what? I used to, I used to fight you on your own keel. I used to go ahead out of my way to let you know how wrong you were and stuff. I kind of could have became more of a monster in, in, in personification. Didn't want to, though, because, you know, free will and thinking like that. But the whole point is, it's like, you know, it doesn't take much. And the society that surrounds you can shape you in a certain way. Did you not know that? Sometimes the nurturing of things. Like, you know, me and my mom technically have a Frankenstein kind of relationship. And the thing is, as I laugh about that, it's because, like, for the longest damn time, all I wanted was her respect and her appreciation. And the truth is, is that she was so full of herself, she never, never even bothered. But at the same time, though, when I started being very, very real about the things around here and pretty much proving my point about stuff, she started respecting and understanding. But I had to go out of my way to let that be known. You see what I'm saying? When you get ignored and when you get neglected and all that kind of stuff, you're going to turn into something very volatile. And like I said, I've changed a lot to this point. But it's like, you know... It was one hell of a mountain to climb. And you know, it all could have been resolved by simply just... By, by a very simple way. You see what I'm saying? I don't want to nosedive into that too much, but I figured I'd go ahead and tell you some stories like that. But we need to go ahead and get to the other terror tales so that we can go ahead and enjoy the rest of the fest. But now that you got an idea of like how society can be... Really rethink of how you buy into this stuff, because a good example would be that Twilight Zone episode, The Monsters Are Due on Maple Street. The digital playground that we have here, more or less, is our Maple Street. And we don't have to worry about things like what Putin says about, like, um, <clears throat> World War Three, because we're already destroying ourselves. 
We're already putting ourselves in boxes. We're already shadow banning ourselves based on different ideals. And just because somebody has like a different ideal outside of, you know, really ridiculous ones, like everybody arguing about The Little Mermaid, for God's sakes. I, 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 wow, that movie is going to make a lot of bank now because of all this crap. And it's sad that it's doing this stuff, but that movie doesn't trigger people as much. It triggers because of racial. You know what I mean? Now, that kind of problem... That right there is an issue, and it needs to destroy itself, and it shouldn't be around. But it's going to be around because people are a-holes, and they will never let it go. But going back into like what I'm saying is, just because somebody has a different way of doing things, just because somebody has a different interpretation, or just because somebody says something that counters your narrative, does not mean they need to be blackballed, does not mean that they need to be an unperson it doesn't mean that they need to be wiped out or any of this other stuff but people do this on the daily a lot of people that were in power used to do this to their political critics this stuff still goes on but now it's more computer generated that's what i'm talking about and it shouldn't be a thing like that now you got some conspiracy nuts out here that you really shouldn't listen to but at the same time you just look at them and say are they far on or are they far off and even then you got to really decipher what or what or how to go about it that's what i mean so you know but it used to be a share and exchange of ideas it used to be like you could have that opinion and all that kind of stuff and you know what it still is but at the same time you're gonna have to work 10 times harder but you see the beauty of being black in america you're gonna have to work 10 times harder any damn way and no i'm not putting gender into it you see what i'm saying because I have people of my own race that don't think I'm great, but I already know I am friggin' epic and awesome. And I don't need their validation for it. And then at the same time, I still have to fight this damn algorithm. So, hey, that's another one of them real-life horror stories for you. Enjoy and chew on it. Now, the first story you're going to hear tonight is from the Urban Legends book by James Proud. And this one is called Mind the Gap. And no, it has nothing to do with wages. A young professional was taking the last train on the London Underground one night. The carriage was almost empty for once, but at the next stop, three people boarded, who appeared to be high or drunk and were stumbling around. They sat directly opposite the woman, and they, she avoided eye contact as she didn't want a scene. The train pulled away from the platform, and after a while, she began to feel that someone was watching her. She saw out of the corner of her eye that the woman sitting across from her was staring blankly in her direction. This made her feel uncomfortable, but she pretended not to notice and didn't react. Oh, that's a bad idea. Nevertheless, every time she looked, the woman was still staring. She wanted to get off, but that was the last train, and moving seats wasn't a solution either. Well, that sucks. As it might have an, uh, attracted unwanted attention. Then a man came down the carriage and sat next to her. He leaned in and quietly told her that she should get off at the next station. She asked him why, and he told her to trust him because something wasn't quite right with the train. The next stop was at a busy intersection, so she agreed. As soon as they were off the train, the man apologized if he had scared her, but he had no choice. The woman sitting opposite of her wasn't staring, he explained. She was dead. She was propped up between the two men. She had seen them get on the train, and she had a terrible wound in the back of her head. The girl later found out that the two men had been arrested for the woman's murder, who hadn't been their first victim that night. Woo! <laughs> I felt the chill. You know what I mean? An air conditioning unit could not give me a chill as a chill I just felt. But yeah, you might want to pay attention though. Mm -hmm. Somebody could really save your ass one night. Mm. I get the feeling I might be saving somebody from somebody's Uber, but even then, I don't know. They 
I don't know. <laughs> I keep having that dream. Anyway, uh, let's see. This one is called Baby Tripper. The replacement babysitter had arrived. She was late, but she was all that they could get at a short notice. The girl had come recommended by one of Jennifer's friends at work, who said that although she might come across as a little ditzy and was a bit of a hippie, she was great with children. Her appearance didn't quite match what they were used to from their usual prim and proper sitters. She had face piercings and dreadlocks. Oh, she's a keeper then. I like that. I'm, I'm just saying. But they were late for dinner, so they were left with no choice. They could always call in a while to make sure that everything was okay. Jennifer had told that there was chicken in the fridge if she was hungry. Later on in the evening, Pete called home to check on the girl, but she said everything was groovy and that she even put the chicken in the oven for them. He thought it was a bit odd but didn't dwell on the conversation any further and went back inside the restaurant. When they got home, they were appalled to find the babysitter lying on the carpet in the living room, staring blankly into space and murmuring. She was clearly high on something and couldn't be awoken from her reverie. They ran upstairs to check on the baby, but she was nowhere to be found. They started to panic, shaking the sitter to get her to talk, but she was not responding. Then Pete noticed the oven light was on. It was the only place where they hadn't looked. He wrenched the door open and to his horror saw the baby inside, wrapped in foil. Luckily, the babysitter had been so away with the fairies that she did not turn on the gas. What the hell? You know... There's a reason why I don't have my own kids. Because, well, to be fair, things are kind of expensive right now. And I wouldn't be surprised if I barely touched mine and then all of a sudden we had like twins. But look, here, here's the thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Barely touched my girl and then all of a sudden, here come one and two. But now let's move, move on from that because let's see. Uh, let's see. What the hell? I feel another chill. See, the thing is, is that, like, people don't want to be responsible. Remember I said that. But people love to get paid. This is a big example of letting people in your house who want to get paid in order to go ahead and get that high so that they can feel good about life, but at the same time not taking care of the life we made. <clears throat> and the list can go on and on, too, because I don't really like the way the school systems are treating kids, either. Have you ever seen, like, some of the news stories that break out about, like, curriculum changes and, like, how, like, they're getting young men to apologize to young girls for being young men? Where the hell is this defeatist crap coming from? You know what I'm saying? And you cannot make this up, so you definitely look it up if you ever get a chance to. Like, what they are teaching kids to do nowadays. It's kind of like when um, some kids came up to me to apologize because they were white. I was like, you didn't do anything to me. What the hell are you apologizing for? You know, anybody else would eat that up. But every time, though, when I see that kind of stuff, I'm like, these are kids. Kids kids don't do anything like this. Now, there are some that are real jerks and stuff like that. And usually it's because of, like, once again, the nature that surrounds them, usually. But it's like... What, 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 no, 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 damn it. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and just like any of that stuff that goes on in Florida, but I'm not going to go at Florida like that because Florida already has enough problems because old Ian came around to town. And I hope that those of you that live out there that listen to this show are safe and sound. You guys need to take your time, recoup, because this could happen to anybody. I remember when um Sandy was pretty much touching on Delaware. I was like, what the hell? But hey, that's just the way that goes sometime. But, yo, take care of yourselves. Just saying. That right there, though, always be aware of who's taking care of your kids and always be aware of, like, 
what is left around. You understand what I'm saying? Because once you let people in, you let them in. Next we have is the shopping mall man. Okay, buckle up on this one. A warning was circulated on the internet issued by a woman who reported an unsettling experience at her local giant shopping mall. She had visited on Saturday to do her regular shopping, and on returning to her car, she was upset to find that she had a flat tire, especially as it was relatively new. She opened the boot of her car, retrieved the spare tire and the wheel wrench, and set to work. Yeah! Sorry, I just had to say it. However, as the giant had fitted the, however, as the garage had fitted the wheel using an air gun to tighten the nuts, she was having trouble loosening them up and couldn't budge them at all. Oh, that sucks. She was about to give up and call for help when a smartly dressed man carrying a briefcase appeared and asked if she needed a hand. He, she explained the situation and he said he would give it a go, suggesting that she would wait. She should wait in the car, but she wanted to watch how he did it. He was heavily built and managed to remove the tire in no time. Chatting to her about how mechanics have always fastened the nuts too tightly. That's very true. She took up his offer of attaching the spare as well, and he put the flat tire in her boot and closed it. The w- in her boot? Oh, okay, yeah, 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 I know what that is. In her trunk and closed it. Yeah, you know, it's written on the other side of the world. The woman thanked him and was ready to set off on her way when she noticed that the man no longer had his briefcase. She assumed that he must have dropped it in her boot. When she she reminded him, he said that his own car was actually parked all the way on the other side of the car park, and he asked if she wouldn't mind giving him a quick lift around. Then he would get the case. Mm. She thought that it was a slightly odd request, but she was so grateful for his help that it would have been curtilish to decline. He told her that he was only in that small part of the mall because he had gotten lost when looking for the food court and had ended up walking out of the wrong exit. They both got in her car and they drove. And she drove slowly through the car park. The woman claimed to be paranoid about the spare wheel falling off and insisted that she wanted to get out and check that the nuts were still tight. The man assured her that they would be fine, but she stopped the car outside the main entrance and got out. She took a courtesy glance at the wheel before running back into the mall as fast as she could, taking her car keys with her. She made straight for the guard's office and explained that there was a strange man in her car who was making her uncomfortable. He had changed her tire, but he was giving her... Far too many details, which made her suspicious, and he had locked his briefcase in her boot, she believed, on purpose. The guard strolled out to her car, and sure enough, the man had disappeared without his case, which they had took back to the office to examine. The woman gasped as she saw the contents. A rope, a sharp knife, and some kind of bottled chemical. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it would have been a front to get inside of her car. She had wondered what would have happened if she had done as he had asked and stayed in the car, where she wouldn't have noticed him dropping his briefcase in her boot. Later, she learned that the air had been let out of the tire deliberately. There was no puncture. What the man had planned to do was for her to have a sinister mystery. But the authorities deemed that it was a sufficient serious case to warn the wider public. He had failed that time, but he was sure to try again. I'll tell you what he was going to try to do. See that? That's crazy, right? Uh Uh-huh. He was going to go ahead and take some of that old chloroform out there. And then he was going to have a little bit of fun, and then he was going to hack and slash to the point where she could never have an open casket funeral. Scary as hell, right? (laughs) That's what he wanted to do, boy. You know, see, and the sad part about that is that's why it's hard to trust people because, you know, what do they say? The best intentions usually are on the pathway to hell. And see, like, you know, when you try to help people and stuff like that, now I'm a very imposing and aggressive figure, as you know. 
Sometimes when I pop up to help people, they're usually really a lot more scared of me than they are of their problem. And I mean, I try to be nice. Like, you know, there are moments where I, like, try to help out and all that jazz. And I do from time to time. But, you see, it doesn't take much because people start playing that whole, I was a victim. And then, like, that whole thing about, like, uh, what, what's the what's the usual BS? Um, you match a description of something. And, like, yeah. So that's why sometimes I don't go out of my way. But when that duty calls for you to help people and being a, a good citizen, you know, that usually comes into play. But I always try to hope that the sun's out so people be like, oh, wow, you know, he he's really, really nice in the daylight. But then again, you know what? Crime is 24 hours. It's more 24 hours than Walmart. And remember when Walmart was 24 hours? Like, little things like that. But yeah, like that whole thing is a big reason why it's hard to help people. And then at the same time, you know, it's hard to be a decent person because there are people that put on a mask. And you notice this from any Reddit stories you read and you notice this from like any time you have interactions with people. A lot of women use this to let you know what they go through. I mean, and there's a very serious case about that regarding anybody because like, you know, once again, the real life monsters are here. And the ones that are usually going after are ones that they try to seep in and then pull the mask off when you least expect it. You know, a serial killer is your best friend on the first day. You should keep that in mind. Wow, I'm really working on the paranoia here. Um, Those of you that have anxiety, you knew what kind of season this was, so you're going to have to take it. And then at the same time, calm down because, like, here, you're going to have to rationalize and understand why these people do what they do. And you know what? It isn't because always that they're abused. Sometimes it's because they just want to kill people. You know what I mean? It's kind of like how people talk about Ted Bundy and Jeffrey Dahmer in very, very epic levels these days. And I question that a lot. Pardon me. I had to drink some water on that one. I question that a lot, you know? Because these guys were killers. These guys were murderers. I mean, it could be the same thing about Gacy. A lot of people talk about Gacy favorably now. And I don't know whether it's because of all that stuff out in the internet or all that, these documentaries that, you know, budding filmmakers make and all these other things. and Or they find out more information or they're trying to identify who the Zodiac Killer is and all of these other things. Son of Sam, all that jazz. And it gets to the point where it's like, you know, women will deem people creepy. But at the same time, they find that these people who would never have a hard time doing what Jack the Ripper did... And finding them attractive. I, 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 well, stop. Stop fetishizing killers. This is not the way it works. You understand what I'm saying? You know, Jay, just because they're killers doesn't mean they can't be attractive. Yeah, and I want you to shut the hell up on that because that is the most mentally disabled content I have ever heard come out your mouth. That context is terrible. Don't ever go ahead and eat, sleep, and breathe that kind of thinking. It's not right. You see what I'm saying? You ever meet people like this? It's kind of like when people are buying t-shirts of these people and not realizing what they have done. Like when I knew somebody was wearing a BTK t-shirt, I was like, what the hell are you doing? Well, you know, he had a pretty good story. That true crime enthusiast crap really gets on my nerves sometimes because it's like, whether you like it at the end of the night, this person still committed mass multiple murders. You understand that? So... You know, I I just think it's just weird how people do this crap. 
But then again, I could go a little further and say, like, how people idolize Jesse James, and, you know, more or less, you know, he was a bank robber. But the thing about it is, allegedly, he was one of the most decent people on Earth. Hmm. I don't know. Who knew? Anyway, (laughs) you know, it's just little things like that. But it's like, once again, people praise these guys, and at the same time, they were monsters. Now, were they born monsters and all that kind of stuff? I don't know, and I really don't care. But it comes right down to this. If they were still living today, they wouldn't have a problem offing your dumbass. So you think about it. And then you know what? It's little things like that that make the idea of too dumb to live a real thing. But all in all, though, I want to end this on a better note. Like, like I don't want to go ahead and have like everybody going into midnight thinking, oh, well, that's, this, this is a terrible way to do the Monster Fest, Jay. Well, it's like, you know what? This particular movie I'm watching called Tentacles right now is actually pretty damn good. That is one pissed off octopod. I hope they manage to find a way to destroy it because <laughs> that property damage is great. Uh, yeah, see? You got a good laugh out of that. And I've done my job. But you see, i got to go ahead and get up out of here because you guys have a special, special, special production happening tomorrow on Friday. And it's going to be on broadcasted to Twitch and YouTube. So, you know, that's twitch.tv slash J360TV. And that is youtube.com slash J360Productions. We're going to be running that around like 3 o'clock p.m., okay? So this is going to be a nice little experiment. And I hope you guys will actually enjoy it. Tomorrow is actually International Podcast Day, so, you know, go ahead and tell your favorite podcasters that you enjoy what they're doing. You know, show your support to all indie podcasters. Don't just go to the Joe Budden podcast or go to, like, the Joe Rogan podcast or Mark Maron podcasts or any of those, even though I'm just dropping those names because they're celebrity podcasts. So, you know, it is what it is. But support, like, independent podcasts like mine or anybody else out here that really needs the listenership. I mean, because, you know, it's it's really important. It keeps us in business. And you can subscribe to J360 Radio on any podcast outlet of your choosing. But until then, though, I got to go. So you guys take care of yourselves. We will reconvene tomorrow. Take care of yourselves. This is J-Man signing off. Peace.